Welcome to the School of Calisthenics podcast with your hosts, Tim and Jacko. Yes, that's right. It's another podcast with Tim and Jacko. And it is just us again this week. And we Not just us, Tim. Well, just. only us. Uh, yeah. Um, which may make you happy or not. I don't know. If you're hoping for a guest... If you're looking for a saucy guest, don't worry. We've got some of those lined up for in a few weeks' time. Well, what was saucy about this one was we did it on the couch. <laughs> yeah, it was. So that means we got fluffy. If only you could see, not only, but just hear the podcast anyway. But... We've sort of continued the theme of the new year, the goal setting. It's an extension. It's almost a part two based off a question that we received online of somebody wanting to know how they can actually finish what they've started. So we're talking a little bit in this podcast about how you can stick to your goals and make sure that you actually reach the end point or move on to something different. There's a lot of kind of different yeah. avenues in this one. We talk, we sort of almost start initially with like the sort of philosophy and psychology around how this how we need to sort of approach finishing what we started and achieving our goals and then segue into those takeaway practical things uh, that you can do to try and help you with your goals. Obviously, one thing, Tim, they could do is come and visit us at, at one of the workshops we've got going on. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to come and see us and if you're working towards a calisthenics goal, just jump on a workshop this year. Come and spend some time with myself, Jacko, and the rest of the coaching team. We are going to... This is out on... on I believe the week, as we as this yes. is out now, the weekend, we will be going up to Edinburgh. Yep. And potentially is sold out. There might be one or two spaces left for that. Um, after that, in February... The workshop in London is already sold out, so you've missed that one. But don't worry, later in March and April, there are two other workshops in London that you can jump on. Uh, there's a workshop in March as well at in Leicester, for those in the Midlands area. And we're, we're getting around a bit this year, so if you, <laughs> want to, uh, if you want to get a full list of where we are going to be and when, and you can book on, check schoolofcalisthenics.com or the workshops list on there. And we would love to come and see you and help you to reach your goals this year. We'll see you at one soon. Until then, sit back, relax, roll the jingle. So, Timbo, podcast 110. It's a couch session. We're lounging today. <laughs> that means we're going in fluffy, doesn't it? Um, it well, it, it's going to be. It's, uh, we're going to be getting a little bit psychological on you. Um, so one of us is qualified to speak at a level about psychology and it's not me other than um, personal experience. I a, don't know that counts. Yeah. There's only two of us here and I have a diploma of sports psychology. It's, which is great. From and, 1994. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and, um, is that your record of achievement? Not, no, it was, I, I made very good use of an, of an injury. I think I'd broken my, I don't know, I'd broken something and it was like, I knew I had three months out. So I was like, I'm going to do a course. Was it um, hard? It was. You had to do like quite a few written assignments. It was the writ- like the written assignments, and I. You don't think I'm very good at writing now? You should have seen me like 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> a cat sat on the mat. <laughs> but oh, it makes the, me sound the, like I'm mean to you. I can bully you. No, no. It's, <laughs> the, I did insist that you got Grammarly on your computer. The though. principles of um, of sports psychology is something that I was always interested and actually wanted to do it at uni originally uh, when I was younger and then um, had to, I guess, talk about personal, but I had to delve into quite a bit of it for my to sort my own head out. Um, but we can talk about that later or we don't need to necessarily talk about it later. But anyway, yeah, we're talking about the topic of how do you finish what you've started or 
something to those that degree. Someone, I can't, I apologize, I can't remember the name of the person that asked it, but there was all this, all this stuff flying around. New, new year, new me, and all that jazz. And we've done a bit about um, goals. We've personally set some goals and shared those on the podcast. Lots of you have been. Um, writing goals down as we recommended um, to really bring them to life and then um, you've also been sharing what they are with with us and your friends and family etc and a, a question came through of like this is all really great but I've sort of set some goals before in the past and I just don't stick to them so we thought it was going to be a good one to actually go right let's answer that question of like what is and this is probably a lot of it's going to be like personal experience, but what things do we think are important to try and help us stay on task and make these goals that we've written down actually come through, uh, come true in, in 2020? It's an interesting point because I forget the exact stat and I, I very much suspect that it varies. But research would suggest that people's New Year's resolutions are sort of done and dusted, forgotten about and given up on. Like I've seen two numbers. One is like three weeks after into January, another one Which is like will be early closer, February. Yeah. So it's like we're in that period now where people have gone, right, this year, like you say, I've set you these goals and, and this is what I'm going after. And then five weeks later, or whatever it might be, they've kind of like fallen off the wagon, so to speak. So it is a really uh, interesting point about how do you stick to them? And particularly, I guess we can talk around training things, but there's probably a wider context about anything. Um, goal related whether that be wellness lifestyle work whatever I wonder whether like three weeks is almost like pretty much as we're recording today um, and wasn't there like um, I can't remember what the date that, that blue isn't it that blue, blue Monday, Monday. It, was last, it was this week actually I think it's the 21st of January this year that, maybe you feel really blue and down because you've realised that you've you've fallen off the wagon and your, your goals are no longer oh, January's tough though isn't it like no one's got any cash in January no one wants to spend any money because Christmas was just mental yeah. and January's that time where like it's I feel like it's been going for ages and it's still not even February and it's if you're in England it's dark in the middle of winter so go on, Jackie. You've got a bit of a you've got a roadmap for this one. Yeah, Leave so us on. I want. So how do we finish what we started? And I think that the starting point for trying to understand this is us, all of us listening, and and us too, getting a better understanding of where we are at in terms of our mindset, our psychology, and almost like our our perception of ourselves. So where where do I what is it that is driving me towards these goals? Use your past experience of like what has actually caused things to not be successful in the past. And generally, like we fall into the sort of two categories of you are either um, afraid of failing and that can that can be a driver for us or um, we can actually be quite comfortable with not succeeding and be not sort of held back by this failure and I sort of see this as a bit of a continuum of on on the far left you've got I'm so afraid of failing that I'm paralyzed by it and I don't even get started I'm, I'm just too scared and then at the other end on the far right of the spectrum we've got um, I'm so comfortable with failing um, that actually I'm just not even bothered so I, so I then lack motivation to do it so we've got lack of motivation at one end so much motivation, but fear of not achieving at the other end. And it's a continuum that I think we all sit on somewhere and no one, end, no, there's nothing good or bad about one or the other, or ne not necessarily good or bad, but being at one end of it compares to the other is not 
better or worse, where you need to understand is where do you currently sit and how do we, how do you help push yourself slightly in the right direction on that continuum? Now, I think the follow-up from the conversation we had around setting goals at the beginning of the year is an interesting one and particularly the points you make about sort of that commitment process and whatever that looks like, whether it's telling somebody, sticking it on your fridge, writing it down or whatever it might be. That for me has already moved people past that point of I'm not too afraid to try, but it's because it's become a real, a real thought and a real intention at that stage. Not setting the goal of whatever you can pick insert your own objective there because it feels too scary that kind of avoiding the goal setting in the first place is the first limiting factor of of actually i'm just too afraid to even start so it's once you've kind of committed to the goal that's probably the point that people struggle at they've said i'm going to do this thing so we're already we're not too afraid to try but it's i think where the difficulty comes is you start to embed yourself in the process and if it's an appropriate goal is going to have some level of challenge. It's got to be difficult, otherwise it's yeah to a level. To a level. Yeah. Otherwise it lacks significant meaning. And then you get in the entrenched in that point of going, actually, this is really difficult. I don't think I can keep doing it. Or what often I think happens in calisthenics is you start down that process, the, the progress doesn't come as quickly as you might want it to. You start looking at some other stuff, you get distracted and all of a sudden you're like, oh, do you know what? That kind of wasn't going that well. I'm just going to go and jump over here and do this other thing because that's kind of new and exciting. And then lo and behold, what happens? The new and exciting thing, novelty wears off and you kind of you end up hopping around. And I think we see that in, in a wider sphere of training with people with program hopping in general where they'll yeah. be like, oh, I'm going to do functional conditioning or whatever you want to call it this month. And then you're like, right, okay, well that, oh, those guys over there, they're doing gymnastics. I'm going to go and do gymnastics now. And one of the things that we really like about calisthenics and the variety of it can also be one of the most distracting factors in it because it's so easy to jump onto a different apple cart and think, oh, I'm going to go and play over here for a while. Yeah, yeah. I think just unpicking that then, there's probably two things. One, that like the, the last part around if you've got, like if you like doing loads of different stuff, like that's cool. But if you've got a very... Um, and that's like that's fine. Do do what you sort of what what you enjoy, but if you have some quite specific goals that you've set yourself, then you need to uh, make sure we've got some strategy that you're doing something specific towards those goals. Otherwise, they're not probably going to come true. Um, and you're probably on that that end of the spectrum of like, are you quite happy just hopping around because you're not that you're not afraid of failing because you're actually not that motivated for it. So if that's you, like understanding that actually, how do I how do I get myself a little bit more focused and motivated on thing? And then the other one is that the the idea of getting a bit distracted and I was started on this thing, I found it a bit hard, so I'm then going to move over here. That that is falling into fear of failure. It's like yes, we got over. We're not so afraid that we didn't dare. We've we've dared write it down as a goal, but we started on that journey, and it's like uh, this is feeling quite hard. It's going to be safer to like go. And start toying with some other things over here, but ah, uh, yeah, I got distracted on my, you know, your single arm handstand. That's yeah. not going to come easy. And go, yeah, I got, I got a bit distracted and failed this other thing, so I prefer to go over here because it wasn't that I failed. It's because um, I didn't fancy, I didn't end up like really trying because all these other things. And it's, it's then making excuses to make ourselves feel better because we're because we are afraid then of failing rather than going you know what i had a flipping crack at it i did everything i everything i could currently do or i did everything i thought i knew about getting this thing done and and i came up a bit short but what i've learned in this process is this 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 and this i'm now therefore going to either 
continue on that with that goal and choose this path or for these reasons I'm going to change my goal and I'm going to choose this path but these are the things I've learned and this is what I can share with other people that want to have got that goal as well and all of a sudden yes you fail but it's our interpretation of what that what failure means failure is not the end point it can actually be the most fruitful things can come out of that failure because what really happens so I'm going on that bit but my final point like what really happens when you don't fail if you go um like if I say I go oh you know I'm um, trying to do a pancake um, or the splits or something like that and then you go have you tried it before I'm like, uh no but I think I'm quite flexible and then you go, go on show me then and then just do it like what have I learned during that process how on earth am I going to help someone else to do it like it might be great and everyone you might like your goals to come that quickly but really like we actually don't and that's for me I think just the biggest like thing going around in our heads that like we want the thing that we don't actually want and the thing that we really want is the thing that we don't want and we've got to try and get our heads around that yeah I think there's, there's the, the the point which kind of springs to mind about some of that though because like I, we had the conversation around um, whether I'm setting goals or my current priorities so that for me that could change and it is that thing of going well I might be committing to a single arm handstand but if circumstances or situation changes have I failed to achieve that goal because I do something else or have I shifted my priorities either way what what it comes down to is how much do I actually want to do a single arm handstand so if we take a, a sports context I've seen it over the years with with athletes of they're just not doing everything that we, we really need them to be able to do and, and bear in mind these guys are prepping ultimately for one day or two days depending if they're multi-eventers at the Olympics or Paralympics once every four years and that end point of what that means to them or how hard they're willing to try, what work they're willing to put in is driven by that exact thing of how much do you want it? Like if you want it, if you really, really want it, really want it, like it's part of like deep in your core, then you'll make it happen if you're a motivated, ambitious person. If you don't really want it, but it's kind of fun for a while and, and we get athletes like that in their career, they're having yeah. a good time, they're naturally gifted at whatever sport they're playing, they can play at a high level, they're making a nice like living out of it. They can be successful to a point where they're really willing to go and push to that nth degree. Like, no. And that's fine because that's just where they're at. And we've like over the years in, in sports performance, we try and take those people to a point where they are more motivated, more committed, more ambitious but it don't work, not unless they want to do it. I mean, the amount of times I've tried to write training programs in ways to get people to do the things that we think that we need them to be able to do, that I want them to be able to do, yeah. because I can see where they can get to, or I think I can see their potential. It doesn't matter how I package it up. If they don't want to do it, they don't want to do it. Yeah. So you might as well, until you get past that point, you, you might as well just like, okay, well, just accept it for what it is. Yeah. So do I really, really want to do one arm handstand? It's okay. Like, it's not make or break. It's not a career thing. Like, yes, I want to do it. I'm not afraid of failing to do it because I know it's hard. So I've already kind yeah. of given myself a get out yeah, yeah, like, yeah. on that. But I'm audacious enough to start and think that I'm going to go and have a go at it. But if it changes, like, do you know, do you know what yeah, I'm trying yeah, to say? No, I'm kind I know of, what it feels very gray in that space. Yeah. But like, we can be very hard line of like, if you set a goal, you don't achieve it, you failed. It's not yeah. true. Yeah. It's, it's a matter of how much do you want it? Yeah. What does it mean to you? Yeah. Well, I think that there's 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 some good because I want to make sure that this we've got to move 
from uh, the sort of fluffy chat mm. that we've been going through into those takeaways for people. And um, I'm getting some takeaways myself, so it's going to help me, which is going to be good. So like um, you were talking about the difference then between um, failure and priorities. And for you personally, talking about shifting priorities rather than saying I failed, because you, you've openly talked about fear mm. of failure before, but feeling comfortable for you and going, actually, what I'm hearing from you there is going... Um, I appreciate that my goals need to have a level of flexibility in them to allow me to function. Whereas if they are too rigid, then for you, that's going to like hold you back and not allow you to like pivot if you need to. And it's really good for people to be able to reflect and review their goals. But that's how I do like generally stuff in life and always have done. People will be like, where do you want to be in five years? I'm like, I don't know because I don't yeah. know what opportunities are going to come up. Yeah. So I don't like setting long-term plans because I, I want to, I like to go with yeah. the flow a little bit, see what comes up. And I, and I think you've got to find that balance as if you say, this is where I'm going to be in five years. I'm going to have this house, this family, this whatever. Oh, crikey, I would find that crippling yeah. because Whereas, it's too rigid. And there's, But there's other people, it's different personality types that would go... Um, uh, that that rigidity gives them like stability to like exactly, yeah. as a path to follow along and they, and they want that. And I think, so one thing is trying to understand what are you like? So just Tim's explaining him there doesn't mean you have to try and beat like, if that, if you're like him, then you can take some of these things on board. But if you're... Being all loosey-goosey can be a real pain yeah, sometimes. You just end up all over the place. Yeah, you exactly. never do anything. But if you're, it's just under, so my first encouragement is like, think about like, try and just reflect on like, are my, are my, is my sort of roadmap for me achieving my goals related to my personality type or am I just doing things that other people are saying I should do having not thought about whether it's relevant to me? Because um, just going very quickly back to like the failure thing, you know, I gave that example of where failure could be a really strong thing that happens towards something else and it's it's more to do with our perception of what that word means. I think that word means some... You're, that The word failure to you means what it potentially used to mean to me and I've changed my approach many years ago of like what I think that word is you know you you want to use priority and it's a fact it's just you've described just exactly the same thing it's whether you it, it ultimately it doesn't matter what word you want to describe but um the, the biggest point on that is that neither of those things the end point priority shifting priorities definitely sounds like not the end of something whereas failure can sound like the end of something rather than it's actually just part of a longer journey it's midway through potentially um, and we use it as a as a learning point um so yeah for people to just think about like are my is my are some of the the tools i'm going to use to help me get there are they things related to my personality type and then the other really good point you made was around going do you really want it so have the goals that you've currently set are they actually aligned to what you what you really want to do? Um, because if they're if they're goals that are not actually, if they're goals that it's just like someone else is doing, or you know they're not as you said they're not like deep rooted in you as something you really do actually want to achieve, the motivation to then do them, the focus is always always going to be like a losing battle. Um, we have to take those first steps ourselves, but they have to be they have to be something you really want to do. And again, related to the types of things that you like, if you pick a goal that you just hate doing, like it's not going to happen. Like I, I want to read more books. I'm not great at reading, but I know that when I, I, that I enjoy it. Um, and I know that it's like something that is good for me in terms of, 
it's a separate thing from work potentially or it can be but it's just it's a different it's a different space um and i feel better after doing it so even though it's not something i'm necessarily great at for those other two reasons it's a great goal for me to do and i'm motivated and one want to do it but if it's like get better at sewing well it ain't gonna happen i'm sorry even though uh, a button has fallen off my favourite jeans. Well, maybe I've put on a bit of holiday start. weight. <laughs> but that, going on to that weight point, I'm going to segue off that one. Um, it's the same thing you hear people in about talking about fat loss or whatever. If you hate what you're eating on the diet, inverted commas, that you are like yeah, you're on, gonna... you're not going to stick to it. You can't adhere to it. And the same thing about if you set yourself a training goal, like if you're, I don't know, you want to set your park run or whatever, you want to try and get down to your PB, we can wow. talk, about, talk about your... Let's break 19 minutes this... this yeah, well, that's the goal. It's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. But if you only ever go and run at 22-minute pace once a week, you're not going to... Yeah. you're not going to hit it so it's you've got to because that's all you can do you've only got whatever your yeah. environment and circumstance yeah, yeah. and all that sort of stuff has to be conducive to you actually achieving the goal so setting goals that, and I think we've probably some way moved past smart objectives and stuff people are using different terminology for it understanding the why and the what and, and that sort of thing yeah. and how are you going to achieve it, it, it your situation is a big driver of that can I get to the gym on a regular basis to, to train a one-arm handstand or can I do it at home Yes. So that's the number one tick. Yeah. So I've got the opportunity to practice. Have I got a desire to do it currently? Yes. Am I enjoying the process? Yes. Yeah. And is it something that I want to be able to like sort of achieve down the line, a bit of an aspirational thing? Is it difficult? Is yes. it got some value in it in terms of I know that the process is going to be interesting and challenging? What's the, the learning opportunity in that? Yes. Yeah. So at the moment, I've got everything that I need. I've got no reason that I'm going to fail currently. Yeah. Should one of those things change? failure priority shift whatever it might be yeah. so yeah. that's probably just something to bear in mind as a takeaway of like if the circumstance changes from when you set the goal either you need to adapt it or you may reset a completely different goal yeah i don't i don't like the idea of these things being rigid that you go oh, yeah. things have changed i've got to change this because i've still got to achieve like maybe you yeah. have it's yeah. such a it's such a like individual thing and that's yeah. what I, I, I think it comes down to honesty though it comes down to honesty to yourself like has are you lying to yourself and you're telling yourself a narrative to to make yourself feel better or are you being honest and like and i'm not talking about whether something's like right or whether you've failed or not failed or just being genuinely honest with yourself of am am i am i changing or am i making these decisions um based on truth or am i listening to the, the little voice in my head that's a bit negative and and doesn't want me to succeed um, so let, let's talk hard line yeah. Sort of well, like I just wanted to one, of... a, a, a take home that you that you said there just to pull out was like, um, and it used it's using the priority word again that you very much have. You might have a few other things, but in terms of your training goals, you've got one major goal, one priority. And um, a friend was telling me the other day about like the definition of priority, meaning like one singular yeah. thing. That there is no, even though we now have the term priorities in the English language you can't have more than one priority. So therefore there is no priorities. Um, and that is something that can happen to us sometimes, again, depending on what you like, having too many goals can dilute rather than having one priority like you have. That can be good for some people. For other people, you'll find it too boring to only have one goal. And again, it just comes back to that thing of like understanding what your personality type is and what works what works for you? Do you like to have quite a few things on the bubble? And can you manage those? It's not, if you go, 
I like to have quite a few things on the bubble. And you go, how are you doing on any goals? I've never achieved any of my goals I've ever set. You go, well, maybe it's not actually that effective for you and you should try out just prioritising on one and see how that goes. Until you've tried both, you don't actually know, you're not going to necessarily know what works for you. So that's a, a nice one for people, I think. So let, let's give away, let's talk about some of the practical things that we've learned, yeah. seen, things that we've done with athletes in the past. I've got a confession. Get going. So I my goals are written down, which is great. Five to ten times more likely to achieve it written down. But it's in like my sort of notebook that um, doesn't get seen very often. And I I need to put them slap bang in the middle of my... Um, of my, of my fridge and I've done it before and like I've put some I've had some like fairly weird goals before and uh, and talking years ago and I like had them on the fridge and then it's a little bit set like ones that I'm semi embarrassed about and therefore I do want to do it but I don't I can't think of an example now from years ago but I just remember being a bit like when people come around for dinner or your mates around or something and you're like oh don't look at that on the fridge that <laughs> one, like, you want to be on stars in your eyes yeah, you? yeah, something exactly. like that something like that <laughs> but um but it's good because then because the big thing about that is like i just because if you said to me now because i'm trying to i've got i've got a a list of quite i'm going for variety because i think that that's gonna i think that's what i need um i'd get bored with just one thing and i'd just do do it to death do you think that that like um if you go for variety you've got to you've got to wind back how difficult though or how yeah, challenging yeah, exactly. those things are. You can't have a range of really, really hard uh, yeah, things. Because they're never going to, because they're never going to have, you're never going to be able to put enough to, because yeah. they're obviously, by having a range of things, it's all diluted. So they can't be that You that get what you train for. Yeah, exactly. We are what we repeatedly do. That's yes. Aristotle, I think. Um, so, if you ask me now, what's written down in your book, Jacko? I could probably name 80% of them. I can't even, off the top of my head, I can't remember them all. So, so it's how like 30 un- out of 40, is it? Yeah. <laughs> That's not 80%. I think there's, there's maybe like 10, so eight. But um, so therefore, like more than ever, I need it somewhere where I'm going to see every day and I'm going to go, Have you have, this week, have you been working towards, how many of those have you actually done a step towards? And all I've, I'm trying to focus on is not the end goal, just like this week, have I took a step towards that, 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 that? And if I have, great. If I and what have I learned during the way? And if I haven't, like okay, that's not also not the end of the world. Just go well. So next week you need to make sure you if you want to do these. And it might, but what I think what will probably happen is, as the sort of year goes on, it's just going to get sort of streamlined a bit and be like okay, that's because I'm going to tick some of them off. So the the this list becomes smaller. But and also I might shift one go now not for this year or not for now or come back later whilst we know you're probably really enjoying the podcast there's something else that we think you will also really enjoy and that is the virtual classroom if you're a beginner we have got an eight-week free beginners program designed to help you start your calisthenics journey where you're going to learn how to move better get superhuman strong and have a lot of fun along the way If you're ready to take your training to the next level and learn some of the iconic calisthenics movements like a frog to handstand or a muscle up, then inside the virtual classroom you are going to find all the training programs and educational information that you need. But rather than keeping you from the podcast for any longer than necessary, head over to schoolofcalisthenics.com where you're going to find a bodyweight training resource which is different to anything else available anywhere. Tim, I think they're ready to get back to the podcast.
I've seen that in, in sort of business circles and, and often in the aspirational, motivational teaching sort of um, world where they would suggest having a, a, a technical term they would use, but effectively a vision board. So if you want to have a five-bedroom house in a country, get a picture of that house and stick it up in front of you so you can see it every day. That doesn't sit that well with me because I don't want my purpose to be fixed around achieving something of a material could we photoshop a picture of you doing a single arm handstand and stick that on yeah we probably fridge? could would yeah. that work but, it's, but, but if that's for somebody else then that's fine you know what I mean I, I'm just yeah. saying like I've seen those before and I've gone yeah. that doesn't sit well with me because I don't yeah. want it to be about having a Lamborghini yeah but the purpose of seeing something on a regular basis if that is going to be a continual motivation the screensaver on your computer yeah. the amazing holiday you want to go on that's what you're though, trying to really for you, graft in for for your single arm handstand like would that yeah, you know what I'm like picture? I'm a little bit sort of black or white so I don't need to, yeah, you don't need see, to see it see that. Yeah. because I'm quite clear on what I'm trying to Can do. Can you see it now? It's just This is unrehearsed. Can you see it in your mind's eye now? I can 100% think I'm going to be able to do a single arm handstand. But can you see it in your mind's eye now? Yeah. yeah. I can see you going and make that sick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bruv. <laughs> and I won't be able to do anything else. I'll be like really weak, but I'll be able to <laughs> sing like So all the stuff I can currently do, I won't be able to do anymore because I've not practiced it. But yeah, no, 100% thing. And, and that's the thing I've got confidence. In, and I think this is where the maturity comes from having been through this process a few times is I know that all I've got to do is stick to the process. Yeah. Or it's, everything is a process. And all you've got to do is you've just got to stay the course. And if it takes three months, six months, four years, if I really want to do it, I'll get it. And I probably, if it gets boring at some point, and this is the other thing to take away, is if you get tired of your goal and it's wearing you down and you're not enjoying it anymore, crikey, take a break. Like it's a sabbatical. It's not a permanent sort of like, I'm giving up on that entirely. Yeah. There might be a point where I don't train single arm handstands for a bit because I've just had enough of it and it's frustrating me. So go away, get a break, have a little holiday from whatever yeah. that is you're doing, and then come back and fresh. We do that in life all the time, yeah. but we don't, we need to give ourselves a freedom of going, Mate, you've had the hammer down, like properly. Give it a break, break for a bit and come back to it. Well, the best single arm hand, using that as an example, the best single arm handstand attempt I did last year that was maybe like 1.5 seconds. So effectively just a slow fall. But it was off the back of, I hadn't done anything on it for, literally hadn't done anything on it for six weeks or that sort of time period. Because I just, for exactly that, I just was a bit like, oh, I can't be asked this anymore. Mm. Um, and just knowing that, yeah, I'll come back to it. And it was, and it was, it, it's like when you talk about like motor learning and going, when the brain is like engaged and wants to learn and is excited, it's a different process. And it was that the day that I did that, I was like, for whatever reason, I was just like, oh, you know what? I'm like really into uh, like, yeah, fantastic. I was just quite excited to to have a crack at it for whatever reason. It, it brings me back a bit to the pod, the something that Joe Brun said on podcast number, whatever it may be. Um, where he's like, if you don't, if you're not excited to go and train, then like, f- maybe don't like, um, and it, and it and it probably falls into those those goals as well. Like give yourself. I think one of the overriding things for me is going give yourself some. And this might be just us, but it feels like there's quite a a theme running through of like give yourself a bit of freedom for there to be a bit of fluidity in this. Yeah. Well, um, I know that for sure, beating myself up over something that I'm not doing has a negative impact on everything. Yeah. Will that be sleep, relationships, my, my marriage, family? Because I've become obsessive about it and then it frustrates me if for whatever reason I'm not achieving to a level that I think I should be and then everything else falls apart that's no good for anybody like yeah. and like you say the brain is interested when it's having a good time um it's not if you if I'm going into, into a handstand session and I'm like I'm really not enjoying this I think the brain's bothered yeah. 
It's like thinking about some other stuff. It's like, can it do something else? Come back to it mm-hmm. on the next day or the day or whenever it is. So let's quick recap. So yeah. in terms of like practical things, sticking it up somewhere you can see it, if that works for you. Yeah. Um, intrinsically sort of committing to it and just being very sort of stubborn about that, yeah. if, you, if that works. Um, making sure that... Um, you really, really, really want to do time. it. Yeah, you really want it. Yeah. So if it, is it something that's really of value to you? And if it's not, that's fine. But just place that in the hierarchy, like you said, which yeah. where it sits on the list of priorities or if you're allowed a list <laughs> of objectives. Um, and yeah, make, what was the last one we just talked about? Enjoying uh, it. Yeah, making yeah, making sure it's enjoyable. But And what wraps all those things is at the beginning going how what um, what's my personality type like therefore that my goals need to match that and my approach to achieving those goals need to match that so if you're quite like quite rigidity then you need to take a rigid path if you if you like that flexibility you need to give yourself the freedom to have that flexibility and just spend a little bit of time reflecting on like where do you sit on that continuum of how afraid of failure are you and compared to um, how happy are you almost to fail and, and lack motivation to actually get going? I think the other one just you, you, we touched on before we started the podcast, and this is I'm coming from a non-psychological theoretical perspective, but it's just one thing that's really good from my perspective that I've probably harnessed is self-discipline in that if I say I'm going to do something, I'll do it. So it comes down to one of my key values in life is integrity. If, I'm going to, if I say I'll do something, I will do it. Yeah. Um, even sometimes it might take some time. But have, you, have you applied to that last email? No, mate. That's what I was thinking. I was saying that and I'm pulling the words back because if he's listening important to this, thing, then he'll be like, oh, you've not done that thing you said you're going to do. Um, so, but but that, that's that been practiced over a bit of time and I do think there is something about an inherent deep thing within, within me of like, I just don't like failing at things. So if I'm going to do something like, <laughs> we've played around with some nutritional things in the past, if I'm going to give up, carbs or i'm going to get caffeine i'll just do it cold turkey and i'll stick with it for the period of time that i feel like i want to do it for because i'm just stubborn and if i don't and and like failing along the way or like succumbing to my temptation along the way it's just not that it's not worth as much to me as actually seeing the course yeah you, you almost you value maintaining your integrity even when no one, like, and this is no literally between, but no one even <laughs> yeah. would even know. Like, even if you didn't say that out loud to anyone, if you decided you're going to do X, just your own, this is me just knowing you now, like, your own, you value your own, your own integrity of within yourself, not even related to anyone, even knowing whether you broke the, broke the goal, like the rule yeah. effectively or not, more than doing things. So if you went, I'm going to stop having chocolate, then even if you didn't tell anyone, it was just a, narrative you had in your head you'd still play that out yeah because if you wrote to me like how's that chocolate thing going i'm like oh no i'm smashing it but every, <laughs> every night i'm going home and getting the 90 percent out um but I, one thing i was going to say about that is it, there is a, there is some merit i think in practicing self-discipline but making that achievable so you can then stretch it so fasting could be a good example like resisting the urge to eat is a really fundamental thing and it could be you just sort of you're just a bit stubborn about I'm going to miss or I'm going to prolong or, or whatever or so finding some way of becoming a little bit more resilient and stubborn. I don't know if that's got any psychological value, but it is something that I will lean on in terms of if I'm trying to do something. My self-discipline is something that I'll probably is what means that I don't need a lot of some of these other things that we're talking about. I don't need it up on the fridge because I'm it, intrinsically, yeah. I'm probably that committed yeah. enough to it. 
Yeah. Well, I think I just I think discipline is like any of these things are their their skills that you need to practice and you need to harness. And I think it probably actually comes back to something we haven't said about growth mindset. We've talked a lot about it in the past. I haven't said to today, but having having a growth mindset so that you can go, well, you know, all these things I can get better at. Like if I'm if fear of failure is a problem for me and it holds me back, well, I can get better at dealing with that. But you just need to practice it. Um, if I struggle with discipline, well, that's something you can change rather than thinking and labor thinking with a closed mindset and labeling yourself as I am X, I am Y, or I'm not very disciplined and just leaving it at that. You, yeah. you like there, there you're just stunting yourself before you've even started. So it's probably nice final, I was going to think of Jerry Springer, Jerry's final thought of going, <laughs> have like approach things with a growth mindset, which means you, and, and this, you know, the, the science to back this up, the brain plasticity, we can learn to, to do new things and think in new ways. You, where you are currently at, whether it's discipline, whether it's fear of failure, whatever it is, you can get better at that and think of them as more like skills you're going to practice and get better at rather than these set things that you were born with. Yeah, and I think the crux of it for me comes back to that understanding like the why and the what. Like yeah. why do, do you, like how much do you want it? Why do you want it? What is it that you're after? Because we've seen it in sport and failed over the years in a number of different ways of saying to athletes and trying to get them to a point of moving to this thing like we're saying. And ultimately, if you understand that, that why, then all the rest of it is just tactics. But if you, like I can say to the, to an athlete, I need you to train harder or I need you to start going to bed early or whatever. I need you to stretch more, like be more self-disciplined that, or like yeah. don't eat that food that I'm telling you not to eat. Like unless they really understand, unless they, unless unless they, they want bothered, to do it, they if won't they don't do, want it. To do it. They don't want to do it. Yeah. So it's, it's it's all very well for someone to go. You've got to do this thing, and I and, and feel bad because you're being berated about not achieving something or not doing something that you're supposed to do. Go back to the why. Is it of value enough? And if it's not, that's cool. Just stick it where it needs to stay. Like place it in the in the hierarchy and just be clear on that. But it's just such a self reflective process. Know yourself better, and you. I think you'll find that that's probably the the, the biggest investment you can make. Yeah, and I think that's really nice nice thing to finish on because actually that's just using using this whole process of goals for training to learn more about yourself as just a person in this in this big bad wide world to to actually like grow as a to grow as a human which is way more important than than training but just using training as that tool that we love to do um so yeah i would uh we'd love to we'd love to hear from you um in terms of how the goals are going you've been at it for a few weeks now we're coming towards the end of january um keep keep updating us for how you're getting on if you've got any questions just ask if you want sort of to get involved in the virtual classroom where we've got training programs where people are working towards some specific goals go knock yourself out in in there um if you've got some goals come and see us at workshop oh yeah we can help you bit of face-to-face coaching Hundred percent. We got yeah. Go to check out the uh, the website is schoolcastnet dot com. If you don't know that, then crikey, where where have you been? But you may, this might be the first podcast you listen to. So I mean, we have gone through that whole podcast, talk about achieving goals, and not actually said surround yourself with people that can help you. Yes, um, that's probably what that is a main uh, thing that will help you for sure. But to be fair, Tim, there are people that probably live on their own and haven't got a group around them, or maybe at the gym they train at, there isn't people doing calisthenics and the goals that they want. But I can tell you where there are lots of them is uh, inside the virtual classroom. If you do want to join us, you can join us virtually. Us and the coaching team are there as well as hundreds and hundreds of students um, that are all working towards um, their training goals and and helping support each other. So that is a place we'd recommend um, to check out. The final uh, request from me 
is um, we're looking for questions for the podcast, but in the audio form. So if you've got a question for the podcast or a topic you'd like us to discuss, we really love, we've done it a couple of times before. I'd love to, to be able to play your voice asking the question um, on the podcast. So drop us a message. Oh, it works really well on Instagram. So if you get on Instagram, drop us a, a direct message. Go, yo, Tim, Jacko. Or you can say, hi, Timothy, David, uh, however you want to address and go, got a question for the podcast or this topic I want you to ask. Um, and then send and then actually record um, a voice note. So press over the little microphone thing, record your question as an actual audio file, effectively it is, and then we will play and you your you out on the podcast and you'll be able to listen out to not only your own beautiful voice on the podcast, but also then the answers and responses to them. Perfect. So we hope there's some value in that from for you guys um, around achieving the goals. Go out if, after that and get it, implement some stuff. And that's the most important thing, guys. Do something with it if you've taken something from the from the content that we've discussed today. We're also a work in progress on this and, and we're not at all sort of the, the shining glimmers and stars of, of making sure we get everything done. But um, I think that's what's real about just doing life in this way when we're sharing these ideas and thoughts that we are, we are all kind of working towards that end goal and just hopefully sharing some of the, the, the knowledge that we've managed to accumulate, some of the things that we do and um, yeah, take it away and, um, and let us know how you get on. Yeah, thank you so much as ever for listening to the podcast, whether this is the first or the 110th podcast that you've uh, listened to, really appreciate it. And thank you for all of you that have been sort of feeding back on it and sharing it on uh, social media as well. We really appreciate you spreading the word. That's all we've got for this week, Jacko. Until next time, class dismissed. So thank you so much again for listening. We don't take it lightly that you uh, give up probably an hour of your time to listen to these podcasts, and we really do appreciate that. We hope you got a load of value out of it, guys, and we would, if you did, we would love you to do a couple of things for us. One of them is tell other people and share it if you thought that we were adding some value. And also, if you want to, pop over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this and give us a five-star review. We like five stars. Four stars, not as good. Keep it five. Five are the best. Five of your best stars, please. <laughs> And if you would like to find out more about the School of Calisthenics and see the best of everything that we have got, head over to our virtual classroom. You can access it from the website at schoolofcalisthenics.com. And that is where we have got literally, possibly, the best calisthenics resource available anywhere in the world. It's definitely the best one we've done. And on that note, until next week, class dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>